What is spiritual growth? What does that mean? What does it mean to grow spiritually? Is there a barometer that we can use? Is there a system of checks and balances to find out if we're growing? Is there a goal to reach? What does spiritual growth mean? Let's talk about it. You're listening to The End Sunday Show. Leaving behind religious obligation to find a more authentic expression of Christ in us, this is The End Sunday Show. We've all heard that phrase, spiritual growth. What does that mean to grow? What does that mean to grow spiritually? How do I know if I'm growing spiritually? Is there a verse in the Bible that tells me how to know if I'm growing spiritually? Normally, when we hear that phrase, spiritual growth, it's tied to some kind of a conformity issue within a religious setting. In other words, here's how you grow spiritually. You attend this Bible study over here, or you attend this Bible study over there, or you attend both of them, and you're here on certain days, whether it's Sunday or Saturday or Wednesday or Thursday, whatever the selected day and time is, you need to be there. If you're not there, you're not growing spiritually is the assumption that you're somehow missing out to the point where your spiritual growth is stunted. It's stunted if you're not doing A, B, C, and D the way that we tell you to do A, B, C, and D at the appointed times and in the appointed way. If you're doing these things, if you're checking those things off, then we have some kind of a checklist that we can go back to and look at and check it off and say, yeah, you're growing spiritually because you attended this, you attended that, you did this, you served here, you attended here, and so therefore you you have grown spiritually. That's what spiritual growth is equated to. The test for spiritual growth isn't something that comes from the Holy Spirit. The test for spiritual growth in our modern institutional church settings is are you conforming to what needs to be conformed to? Are you supporting the institution itself and its cause? That's equated with spiritual growth. We can't go to Scripture and look for a barometer for spiritual growth because that term doesn't exist. We are encouraged to grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus, but that's a lot different than conforming to a religious system in order to convince others that I'm growing in some area and to relieve my own guilt if I'm failing to conform. Those are two vastly different things. Having believed, I have been set free from those things. I've been set free from religious obligation. The cross obliterates religious obligation. The cross gets us to the heart of the matter, and the heart of the matter is belief. The heart of the matter is the forgiveness of sins. The heart of the matter is justification by faith. As believers, we've been placed in Jesus, and Jesus has been placed in us. That is who we are. That is where we are. Christ in you is the hope of glory. And that hope of glory is already resident within you, and he's never going to leave you. That's never going to be undone. It can't be undone, because that's a result of Jesus dying on the cross. When you believed, you were fully reconciled with the Father because of Jesus' death on the cross. It's at the cross that sins were forgiven. 
and when you and I believed, we were fully reconciled to the Father through the Son. And the Holy Spirit was given to us as a down payment for what's to come. The Holy Spirit was given to us in all of His fullness. Just as John said, of His fullness we have all received grace for grace. That's the new covenant. That's the experience of a new covenant believer. But in institutional religion, we keep reaching back into the old covenant. We don't make that distinction between old and new covenant very often, but that's huge when talking about the gospel. That's huge when talking about grace. Understanding the difference between the old covenant, which is obsolete and has been obliterated, and the new covenant, which we're currently under, is huge. It's huge because the old covenant was a law covenant given to the nation of Israel only. I've never been under the law, and neither have you. At the time of the writing of the New Covenant Scriptures, no one was under the law. There were people who thought they were under the law, but the law had been abolished at the death of Jesus when the New Covenant, which made the Old Covenant obsolete, began. And that difference is huge, because the Old Covenant was line by line, precept upon precept. Do this, don't do that. Line upon line, precept upon precept. But when we come to the new covenant, it's grace upon grace upon grace upon grace. We've all received of his fullness. And in the new covenant, it's grace upon grace upon grace. It's not line upon line. It's not here a little, there a little. That's old covenant. Under the new covenant, we have all received of his fullness. And Christian, you are complete in him who is the head of the body. You are complete. You lack nothing. You have the full measure of the Holy Spirit in you. Yeah, we have differing gifts, but we all have that same Spirit, and we all have all of that same Spirit. You can't get more of Jesus than you already have. You can't get more sanctified than you already are, because that's a work of the Spirit when you believed. And that was something that was done to you. That's something that came to you from outside of yourself when you believed. Well, what we do in most religious settings is we take this idea of spiritual maturity or spiritual growth, and we equate it with conformity, and we equate it with what we're doing or not doing. And so we have a set of rules, which really, at the end of the day, are there to promote the institution. They really have nothing to do with our spirituality, because our true spirituality, our true identity can't be touched. Your life is hidden with God in Christ, and that's untouchable. But when we talk about spiritual maturity or spiritual growth in the Christian life, we have all these propped up or make-believe targets or goals that we need to reach. And all of them are you-based. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to be over here. You need to be about this. And to me, that really takes us back to what I talked about in the last episode and several episodes ago about rest. I can't rest in that kind of an environment because there is no rest. There's always more to do. And that more to do is the barometer or the gauge for whether or not you're growing spiritually. But again, when we get to the New Covenant Scriptures, where's the idea of growing spiritually? Where is that? It's mysteriously lacking unless I'm missing something. It's just not there. Our modern religious ideas of spiritual growth just aren't there. They don't exist. It's something that's been propped up. It's a layer that's been placed on us. It's a heavy burden that's been placed on us. And we feel guilty if we're not carrying it out. We feel guilty if we're not doing what we're told. But listen, Jesus set you free from that. Your identity in Jesus isn't dependent on any of that. Your identity in Jesus is just that. 
It's your identity in Jesus. And as I mentioned a minute ago, you are untouchable. Manetta's freedom. You've been set free from the power of sin. You've been set free to serve him in the newness of the Spirit. You've been set free to serve others in the newness of the Spirit. And none of that depends on some obligation to a set of rules or activities that have been outlined for us that we need to be participating in, even though we really don't want to participate in those. So I just wanted to bring that up, that topic of spiritual growth, and kind of flesh that out a little bit, really for my own thinking, because it's something that we hear all the time. Well, are you growing spiritually? How will you grow spiritually if you're not doing A, B, and C? But A, B, and C have nothing to do with our spiritual state. And so often the idea of spiritual growth or spiritual maturity levels this false guilt on us that we carry with us. And all of a sudden the burden that used to be light has become heavy. And friends, that's not Jesus. Thank you for joining us on the Unsunday Show. To be a part of this ongoing conversation, visit us online at unsunday.com. Thank you.